Taylor is a mother in Georgia, and I think she speaks for all of us when she says this in front of a school board meeting this week. Every month I come here and I hear the same thing, social emotional health. If you truly mean that, you would end the mask requirement tonight. Tonight. This is not March 2020 anymore. We have three vaccines. Every adult in the state of Georgia that wants that vaccine is eligible to get it right now. And every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus. They're not. And that's a blessing. But as the adults, what have we done with that blessing? We've shoved it to the side and we've said, we don't care. You're still going to wear a mask on your face every day, five and six-year-olds. You still can't play together on the playground like normal children, seven and eight-year-olds. We don't care. We're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry. Shame on us. My six-year-old looks at me every month before I come here, and she says, are you going to tell them tonight? Tell them I don't want to wear this anymore. And I say, baby, it's not time to fight that battle yet. I try to explain that there's so many things, but it's April 15th, 2021, and it's time. Take these masks off of my child. And I know what I'm going to be met with. But Ms. Taylor, the CDC, we did not vote for people at the CDC. We did elect leaders who do create policy. We elected the five of you. We chose you to make difficult decisions for our children. We chose you to make decisions that would be in our children's best interest and forcing five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for seven hours a day, every day for the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them. That is not in their best interest. And this has to stop. Defend our children. My six-year-old can't come up here and say this. 
It has to stop. Take these off of our children. Incredible. And parents all around the United States should be echoing that in front of city councils and school boards. But, you know, as powerful and and heartfelt and real that lady was, Courtney Ann Taylor, you know what's sick about it? The Democrats behind that city council, the Democrats that see that, the leftists, the liberal progressives that see that, they enjoy it. They enjoy torturing you. They enjoy torturing your children. And on the inside, watching that mother cry because the torture that they're forcing on her child, on the inside, they're enjoying it. That's who we're dealing with. That's the level of psychotics that we're dealing with that want to torture you and your children. We did not vote for people at the CDC. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. This is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Streaming live at band.video, bandthis.tv, warroomisraw.com. I'm your host, Owen Troyer, with you for the next three hours. We have Ivan Raiklin joining us in the second hour. He wants to talk about some of the vote audits that are being done right now, including in Maricopa County and uh, what type of things we could learn from that, what that might mean for future elections. And then Robert Barnes, legal expert, constitutional law expert, joining me in the third hour, will get his take on what I discussed with Norm Pattis yesterday, what an appeal might look like, what he expects to happen at the next level of the Chauvin trial. Certainly there will be an appeal. And then uh, how that goes, we'll get his legal expertise on that as well as some of the other developments that we've seen in the last 21 hours. It is a loaded news day. I have a lot of video clips that I'm going to play today and a lot of news, so no time to waste. Let's get right to it. Now, the main story today is you had... BLM protesters storm the Oklahoma Capitol building over bills that have been proposed, protecting drivers who are fleeing riots and protecting police from being doxxed by the terroristic left. And so when you had a few dozen protesters storm the building chanting Black Lives Matter and holding their fists in the air and disrupting the activities, the official activities there. Is this making mainstream news? Is this making national headlines? Is this going to be considered an insurrection? Are these individuals going to be investigated by the federal 
government, the FBI? No, I don't believe so. In fact, quite the opposite. The Biden administration has cleared remaining federal charges against Portland riders. Some get probation, some get community service. All have their, uh, all others had their remaining charges cleared. It's good to be a leftist, isn't it? To have the whole system have your back that you think is so corrupt, you think you're fighting, but it always has your back, doesn't it? It always lets you riot. It always lets you storm capitals. It always let you lets you murder babies. It always lets you be racist. It always lets you have free speech. Isn't it something? So, why would Black Lives Matter be upset? Or why would Black Lives Matter protesters in Oklahoma be upset? that they can't riot and block streets without consequences or that they can't dox police officers to have people try to destroy their lives. Oh, because that's what they do. Yeah, they want to riot in the streets and have you, the driver, be caught in peril with no out. It's all about terrorism. That's terrorist activity. And of course, they want to be able to dox police officers before there's ever a trial so that they can torment you and destroy you. If you're a police officer, that is. And target you and target your family. So Republicans in Oklahoma try to stop that from happening and Black Lives Matter storms the Capitol because you see, that's what they do. But again, that won't be an insurrection. There'll be no public funding for a federal investigation for that. Meanwhile, you have the new religion of the left, which is, I don't even know if they've, they've properly thought this one out yet, but you have St. George Floyd. This is the new religion of the left, liberation theology. George Floyd is the first saint, I guess, so they they've need more. Here's the problem with these people. See, they have need more for George Floyd than they have for God, the creator or Christ, the savior. And so this is going to be a problem. See, Uh, but their new St. George Floyd, a career drug addict criminal, once held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach in a drug heist. Uh, That St. George Floyd, he's the guy. He's the one. And so they have George Floyd Square. A sacred space for community. Public grief. Public grief. Not your grief, though. Only their grief. And protest. And protest. They're protesting still. Despite getting the verdict they want. Go figure. And so it's all about, you know, George Floyd, St. George Floyd. He's the greatest man to ever walk the earth. But for white people, there's different rules for you. And it even says, for white people in particular, when you go into St. George Floyd Square, decenter yourself and come to listen, learn, mourn, and witness. Remember, you are here to support, not to be supported. That's right. You, the bad whitey, shouldn't even be there to begin with. It's funny, though, most of the Black Lives Matter groups I see now are mostly white. Be mindful of whether your volume, pace, and movements are supporting or undermining your efforts to decenter yourself. See, decenter yourself. You're a bad white guy. 
you are too centered in your whiteness, even though all of all we care about now is skin color. Seek to contribute to the energy of the space <laughs> rather than drain it. Bring your own processing to other white folks so that you will learn to not harm BIPOC. Uh, again, I don't know what the BIPOC is, something people of color. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with all their nonsense. Consider if you want or need to take photos and post them. Do not take photos of other people without their consent. You don't get free speech. <laughs> That's nice too. So, uh, so much for the free speech thing. If you witness white folks doing problematic things, speak up with compassion to take the burden off of black folks. And they capitalize black, uh, but not white. And our siblings of color, whenever appropriate, seek to engage rather than escalate so that it can be a learning moment rather than a disruption. But this is not a cult. No, no, you're not witnessing a cult at all. Yeah, there's your Black Lives Matter group. Notice it's all white people. It's a struggle, though. And then they have their rules for the white people, but they're the uh, anti-racists as they are publicly racist. And so then you see what happened in Columbus where a hero cop saves a girl's life and NBC News and other outlets edit out the footage of the knife and edit the photos of the knife and don't include other videos from that incident that we're going to air coming up in the next segment where the little girl says, that officer saved my life. And you can clearly see the woman is going crazy. She says, I'm going to stab the F out of you, you B-I-itch, uh, a raging lunatic. And, the, and, and in the video, you can see the girl in the pink never does anything. She's standing there with her dog. And then this other woman comes out of nowhere, charging like a lunatic, saying she's going to stab you, you, you B-I-itch, is a foot away from stabbing this girl and potentially killing her, the cop makes an unbelievably heroic move with the perfect timing. I mean, like, couldn't have been done better, and he's still the bad guy. And the mainstream news edits out the knife, edits out the life-saving procedure, and LeBron James says, you're next, cop. I mean, seriously, this cop could not have done better. But see, that's the thing. You go in, you do the perfect thing, you're still bad because you're a cop, see? That's the left. That's the Nazi, authoritarian, anti-truth left. One of the most popular memes on the internet in the last decade has been Alex Jones was right. But it now routinely trends number one on platforms like Twitter and Facebook, making the globalists pull their hair out in anger. But let me tell you, we are tomorrow's news today. And thanks to your support, we're still on air at Infowars.com and Band.Video and radio stations and TV stations across the country. And our film Endgame, censored and taken offline by Amazon when it hit number one a few years ago, is now available again. We have reprinted it on high quality DVD in HD. It has a zero country code, meaning anyone in the world is authorized to make copies of it, and I'm asking you to. Get the original, make copies, give it to everyone you know, air it on local access TV, give it to your pastors, your police chiefs, your state reps, your prime ministers, whatever you do, warn the world. This film uses their own documents and own statements 14 years ago to expose them. It's more important than ever. Available at InfoWarsStore.com. That's InfoWarsStore.com. Endgame. Blueprint for global enslavement. 
Every product you hear me on air advertising, we have in stock in our warehouse in Austin, Texas. Every product. So if you order it, we've got it. It ships out in a couple days, sometimes the same day. Listeners get confused when they hear me talk about the fact that the supply chain's breaking down and it's future orders. It's product we're trying to reorder to get back in that we're having trouble with. I mean, I'm talking about double, triple, quadruple delivery times. And it's across not just the supplement, vitamin, mineral industry, it's across every industry. So the globalists have successfully devastated the economy. That's why I'm saying you need to visit InfoWarsStore.com today and get high-quality supplements while you still can and storable food at InfoWarsStore.com because we have it in stock. It's ready to ship. But with the supply chain breakdowns, prices are going up, availability is going down, and it's, it's just crazy. So please, get products while you still can and support the InfoWar, InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. So, if we were being honest about the incident in Columbus, we would say that officer, they have now identified his name. Of course, he's getting doxxed. Still don't have uh, the executioner of Ashley Babbitt's inf- uh, identity. You're not allowed to have that. But we now know Officer Nicholas Reardon was the individual who was a hero that stopped the stabbing of a young girl. Now, I'm going to air this video with audio once, and then we can only use B-roll. There's just too much cussing and... We're going to dump it for the terrestrial radio stuff, but, I mean, you need to hear this. The media is not going to air this. Where the girl running around with a knife says, I'm going to stab the F out of you, B-I-itch, while lunging at multiple people with a knife. And this officer somehow waits for the perfect moment to open fire. Nobody gets stabbed. The woman is probably about a foot away, a second away from stabbing the innocent girl who's standing there in white, or in pink, excuse me, and then manages to fire off four rounds and only hit the insane lady lunging at people saying she's going to stab them with a knife. Couldn't have done better work. I mean, it's all on footage. So here you can faintly hear the girl yelling, I'm going to stab the F out of you, B-I-H. So you can hear going crazy. I mean, this is not normal behavior. This This is obviously something wrong with these people here to be threatening to stab their neighbors with a knife. And then also you may notice, nobody's mentioning this, the man there on the right attempts to kick another woman on the ground and and stomp her head down into the concrete. Nobody seems to have a problem with that, though. The officer who showed up and tried to de-escalate the out-of-control situation and saved a girl's life, he's the bad guy. 
But that guy that kicked a woman in the head while she's down and tried to stomp her head into the concrete, oh, nobody sees a problem with that. And again, the officer, could, I mean, it's like he was like a robot, how good he was. Stops the girl from getting her head kicked in by the first guy, then stops the girl from getting stabbed to death by the, by the woman who's on a stabbing spree. So look, okay, that girl goes down. He stops the first perp from stomping her head into the ground. Then the woman runs over there to stab the other girl with a knife, and he stops that from happening. I mean, it's unbelievable, but he's the bad guy, not, not, not the people that are trying to fight their neighbors and stab their neighbors and curb stomp their neighbors. Nobody has any problem with that. And then you see the left making the insane racist argument. They're the ones making it, not me, that this is normal behavior for these people here in the community to have knife fights and the cops should just let them have a knife fight. Do we really believe that? My guess is that girl standing there in the pink and, and whoever she was with her friends probably don't want to be involved in night fights. Just an idea. That's probably why they called the police because they didn't want to be involved in a knife fight. But you have liberals that go on TV and say, oh, this is normal behavior, having knife fights as kids. What? Uh, Never heard of that one before. That's a new one to me. Knife fights for kids. But they'll make any sort of deranged argument to demonize the white guy or to demonize the police. Now, here in this clip, you will hear the young girl, you will hear the young girl say that the officer saved her life. She was a knife yes. earlier? No, she just, that's what the, that's what the police that, did. That lady she, came on the up, floor? she came after me. With so, a knife? Yeah, so, she, so he got her. She came out at you with a knife yes, earlier? No, she just, that's what the, that's what the police that, did. That lady she, came on the up, floor? she came after me. With so, a knife? Yeah, so, she, so he got her. So there you go. She came at me with a knife and he got her. And you know, it's so sad that we have to live in this new racist ideology brought on by the Democrats, brought on by the left, where right after that, you can see in the the officer's body cam footage. And you know, I've watched it last night over and over again because like, I couldn't think of something better that that officer could have done. It was was almost unreal how perfect he, he, (laughs) like, wow. Incredible. He's able to not shoot anyone else except the girl about to stab another girl to death. And he also stopped the one girl on the ground from getting her head smashed in at the same time by men that were kicking her in the head when she was down, tried to stomp her head into the concrete. Oh, but LeBron James has no problem with them. The liberal media has no problem with them behaving like that. No, 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 because they're black. And I guess that's black culture now is what they want us to believe. Hey, that's just a knife fight. Hey, that's just people trying to murder their neighbors. Eh, don't worry about that. We don't need police for that. You know, maybe not all black people feel that way. Just a thought. Maybe the people in that neighborhood that don't want to see violent crime and stabbings in their neighborhood, maybe they don't want that behavior. Maybe they don't like that. Maybe they want the police. Just a thought. 
My guess is that lady in the pink holding her dog doesn't want to be in a knife fight. And that's why she wanted the police there. But see, once again, the left doesn't understand what they're asking for. Which is part of the reason why I want to defund the police, just to show them what it would be like. The, all that's going to happen if you defund the police is that inner cities are going to go completely to hell and that poor communities are going to go completely to hell. You go into the suburbs where people have guns, it's not going to be so bad. You, you go into wealthier areas where they can afford private security, it's not going to be a problem. But you go into the inner cities, you go into poor communities, it's going to become Mad Max Thunderdome if you get rid of the police. So, so part of me just wants to say, go ahead, do it. Let, let's, let's really show the Democrats what they're after. But then another part of me is like, that's also what they want. And I don't think that people that live in low-income communities or people that live in inner cities deserve to have that happen to them. But maybe they do if they're going to keep voting Democrat. So there you go. By the way, in Cincinnati last night, you had a 13-year-old stabbed to death, a girl, 13-year-old stabbed to death by her 13-year-old friend with a knife, stabbed to death. And that would have been the same fate of that girl in Columbus if that police officer would not have acted heroically. And I'll tell you, we better jump out on this and call that cop Nicholas Reardon a hero because if we don't, the left is going to destroy him and they're going to try to make sure he faces life in jail for saving somebody's life. You watch. That's how unhinged, that's how deranged these people are. That's how racist they are. It is a big idea. A new world order. In the near future, Earth is dominated by a powerful world government. It's known as the Bilderberg Group. Could their objective be world domination? For thousands of years, their dark order grew. Now, as they hail the birth of the new world order, their great dream of exterminating 80% of humanity is at hand. The globalist fear this film made 14 years ago. It is the blueprint for their plan to take over the world. It is the blueprint for the Great Reset. It is in-game blueprint for global enslavement. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com with a zero country code, meaning you can make copies of it anywhere in the world. I strongly suggest you get the film in-game at InfoWarsStore.com. I strongly suggest you make copies and share it. And if you take that action, I demand you tell others you've given a copy to that they make copies and share it as well. That will trigger distribution by proxy, meaning we the people cannot be stopped. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. We are in a war for America. This is the War Room. Maybe the libs were onto something here. We didn't realize that uh, knife fights were just part of the culture. I didn't know that. But apparently it is. 
You had the girl stabbed to death in Cincinnati by her friend, 13 years old. Democrats say that's okay. You should let that happen. Liberals on media say good. And uh, now you have two students injured in a stabbing at Overton High School and another student in custody. Uh, so, so I guess we should just let these knife fights continue. Or maybe we should ban knives. Maybe that's the answer. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to make light of this, but it becomes humorous when even knife stabbings become politicized by the mainstream media and by the Democrat Party. And they're so clouded with their hatred and their racism that even a heroic deed, easy for all to see on the tape, is still demonized because it's a police officer, because he's white. And everybody knows if that officer didn't show up that day, what would have happened to that girl and and how that brawl could have escalated to multiple deaths. But again, that's what they want. That That's what they say they want. That's their, that's their culture. This is the left. Look at every Democrat-run city. Highest crime rate, highest homicide rate, highest poverty rate. So they're mad. They want that. That's what they want. That's what they like. You don't want that. You don't like that. That's not what we seem to be into, but that's what they seem to be into. Oh, man. It's crazy, isn't it? So part of me just says, let them have what they want. Let them live in the world they want to create. And just escape to the country, escape to the mountains, escape to the desert, escape to the suburbs. Just get out of Democrat-run cities let them run all their communist BS, defund the police, stab each other to death, shoot each other to death. Everybody's in poverty. Fine. That's what you want. You're a Democrat voter. You're a good Democrat. You're a good liberal. You're a dumbass. Enjoy. Enjoy your racism at George Floyd Square where white people don't have free speech. Enjoy your racism at the college university where white people don't have free speech. Enjoy it. I know that's not all black people. I know that's not all Americans. I know that's not all humans. That's you. That's you, the leftist liberal. You've lost your mind. And we can't deal with you anymore. We want to live in a high society. We want to live in advanced civilization. We want to have nice infrastructure. We want to get along with our neighbors. We want our kids to appreciate law enforcement and not stab one another. That's what you're into. Enjoy. Enjoy. Just don't bring us down with you. Please. Largest, largest U.S. police union rips LeBron James for targeting officer. Disgraceful. He should educate himself. Boy, this LeBron James guy really turned out to be an embarrassment, didn't he? Boy, he did. And then he writes things about how people need to educate themselves. And it's like the guy obviously never even got an education. I'm not sure how he got a high school degree. He can't even speak English. Uh, and it's not like. It's not like Bruce Willis. I speak two languages, good English and bad English. Uh, no, this guy doesn't even speak good English. But he sees a hero cop that's white, and he immediately jumps to demonize him and attack him. But of course, this is probably why nobody's watching NBA basketball anymore. NBA ratings continue to fall down 45% since 2012. Uh, I can't watch any NBA anymore. I probably was watching in 2012. I'm not watching anymore. Now they have doxxed the hero officer that shot. Hey, look, she was a young girl. I feel bad for her. I wish she wasn't raised 
in a way that led her to attack people violently with a knife. Yeah. But now they have doxxed Nicholas Reardon, the officer, the officer who shot the attempted murderer, Makia Bryant, and saved the other girl's life who was standing there innocently with a dog in her arm. But the officer is the bad guy for saving the life. And again, with all the outrage at the officer who who did an impeccable job, miraculous, quite frankly, to be the only one on the scene and to have such perfect execution like that. And they say, oh, well, he should have used a taser. He should have done this. He should have done that. You try to say that, being in that officer's shoes and seeing a girl lunging at people with a knife saying she's going to stab the F out of them. Meanwhile, there's another guy over here to your right attempting to curb stomp a girl's head into the ground. I'd say pretty phenomenal work. I guess you could say not perfect. He probably wished that girl didn't get shot to death. I I bet he wished that he dropped that girl without killing her. But you know what? It's awfully tough when she's about to stab someone to death and she's raging at people, lunging with a knife in her arm. Excuse me, but uh, it's it's just so sick. It's just so sick the treatment police officers are getting from the media. And, and you know, if, if you know me, I'm not a big police guy. I'm not like, I, I want law reform. I, I want to end the war on drugs. I want police out of our lives. I'd increase the speed limit. I, I'd get rid of all these police altercations. That's part of the problem. The police have too many reasons to get in their nose into our business. But I'm not anti-cop. The average officer isn't a bad guy. And there's a lot of politics that go on in the, in, in the policing, in, in, in local police jurisdictions and things. And, and they've got all, they've got stuff that they're getting heat to do too. So, I mean, look, I'm for law reform, but we can't have legitimate conversations on, on police reform or law reform. If, if when a police officer does an incredibly good job, he's immediately demonized. And we as a society don't even see a problem with this image of a man kicking a woman in the head when she's down, trying to stomp her head into the cement, and another woman attempting to stab another woman to death, and the officer actually de-escalates the whole thing. But the officer's the bad guy? No, see, we can't have serious discussions if we're not going to be real about what happens. And now you have another incident. Body cam footage shows California deputies shooting knife-wielding man. So it's another situation, and, and the individual's black, so maybe the media makes a big deal out of this, maybe not. But he is coming at him with a knife and tells the sheriff to kill him. But hey, you know, again, the, the video doesn't matter. The facts don't matter anymore. So, you know, a black guy coming up to a police officer with a knife saying, kill me, kill me, kill me, and then the officer shoots him. You know, the officer's probably in the wrong there. He probably should have stopped moving away and just let the guy stab him. That's what he probably should have done, if you're a liberal on television, at least. But see, here's the problem. There's there's thousands of incidents with police every day. There's deadly incidents with police every day. And so is the media just going to pick and choose one every day to to just decide we're going to race bait over or we're just going to make a big deal of? When, When do we decide, ladies and gentlemen? Because right now, it's just the media deciding. 
and they just want to divide and conquer and race bait. So you're going to start seeing this more and more, I'm afraid. And they can pick and choose all they want. They can pick and choose all they want because there's altercations with police every day and there's deadly altercations with police all the time. Nobody wants it to happen. Nobody cheers it on. But we also don't exploit it for a political agenda like the Democrats do. Of course, the same Democrats that call for the abolishing of police have private security, spend tens of thousands on private security, call in police escorts when they travel. But again, we're talking about the Democrats. We're talking about liberal progressive Democrats. Yeah, frauds and liars. 170 years ago, the British royal family financed scientists to develop a plan for scientific dictatorship worldwide. That grew into the robber barons and then into the eugenics movement, Hitler, and of course the rest is history. Our film, Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement, has been censored on Amazon and many other big platforms, sending the documentary film back to the top of the charts. It's been selling online for as much as $300 a copy. Ladies and gentlemen, I have mass produced it again in the highest quality HD. It is available after not being available for years at InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling it for $14.95 for one copy, as low as $3.95 when you buy them in bulk to share with your friends and family. And every DVD has a zero country code, meaning you can burn copies of it anywhere in the world. I'm asking you to. I'm begging you to. This film predicted the Great Reset, the New World Order Takeover, the fake virus, and so much more. That's why the film is evergreen and more explosive than ever. Get it today at InfoWarsStore.com. I'm up here working on a Thursday night in mid-April 2021, and I just want to say something. I am so blessed and honored to work with this incredible crew that has come together over the years. It is truly an answer to prayer, and I am so blessed and thankful for all of you, the listeners of this show. I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you. Whether you are old, whether you are Hispanic, white, black, it doesn't matter. you got red blood. And if you love freedom and justice, and if you love our innocent children, we are brothers and sisters together, and it has just been an incredible experience to work with you over the years. And as crazier things are, I want to keep working into the future. But again, that's really up to you and up to God. So please, I hope God works through you and, and puts a message in your heart to support us. But again, that's up to you and your relationship with God. I just want to thank you all for the years of support you've given us and what you've done. And just ask you again to pray to God and ask what God's vision is for you. And hopefully God will touch your heart to continue to support InfoWars. God bless. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. If we were going to be honest about the issues, you know, because you're going to see the media portray Makia Bryant as an innocent young girl. And you know what? Maybe maybe 98% of her knife, 99% of her knife, excuse me, Freudian slip, unintentional pun. Uh, maybe 99% of her life, she was. Maybe 99% of Makia Bryant's life, she was a, she was a, a, a good young girl. But boy, that 1% really caught up to her, didn't it? 
And now, why would somebody behave like that? There are issues here. There are reasons why in inner city high schools they have to get a metal wand and a metal detector before they can go to class because stabbings were happening so regularly. There is a problem there. It has nothing to do with your skin color. Now, you be able, you, you can look at stats and, and put skin color in there and say, huh, maybe there's an anomaly here. Maybe there's something there to it. It's a socioeconomic thing. It's a cultural thing. It's a parenting thing. But nobody wants to be responsible. Everybody wants to blame somebody else. So it's real easy to blame the police officer that shows up in a bad situation. It's really easy to blame the police officer that shows up during a violent confrontation. It's really easy to blame the police officer as girls are trying to stab one another and and men are trying to stomp girls' head into the ground. It's real easy and convenient to blame the police officer and not look at the individuals and their actions to hold them responsible. And this is now the hand that the police officer has dealt. And he's forced to be all in every day he goes to work. But, you know, let's check in on the Democrat Party here. Let's see what the Democrat Party is up to. Uh, Let's check. Maybe this has something to do with it. Uh, Let's check out what the Democrats are up to in clip 15. So that's nice. Uh, Putting a little girl with a bullhorn telling the police that they're bad people. That's good. That's good. I'm sure that, boy, I I sure hope that she never has a bad run-in with the police. Sure would have nothing to do with uh, how she was brought up. Yeah, there's a bunch of little kids with F the police signs. Yeah, boy, that's, that's really a good way to raise your kids. You want to stop violence against people by police. You want to stop violent confrontations with citizens and police. That's a good start right there, don't you think, guys? That'll do it. That'll really do it. That's the Democrats, though. Uh, let's continue to check on the Democrats. They're losing their mind. Check out this Democrat representative in Texas and try not to laugh at uh, how hilarious she is in her presentation. That 21-year-old pimp. That 21-year-old pimp, that 21-year-old trafficker who is not yet a convicted felon, roll on in to any place you want and buy a gun under this provision and walk around in whatever way you want. No training, no understanding, Wild West pimp style. That's what this bill does. And then that pimp can roll into whatever small businesses in your community with their stable of girls, and they can flaunt it. Wild West pimp style. This is all about a constitutional carry bill. This woman's talking about pimps running around with their flocks of women. (laughs) Oh, man. Constitutional carry. By the way, here in Austin, the city council is trying to take away our right to carry. That's nice. That's, again, uh, the Democrats. uh, (laughs) They think constitutional carry equals just pimps. I mean, just pimps walking around with hordes of women into convenience stores and getting guns. This is the Democrats. Pimp style. My fellow pimps. We're pimping now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
Uh, again, this is the Democrats. Uh, let's take a look at this Democrat voter who wants you to know her correct pronouns in clip 18. Just a friendly reminder that my pronouns are she and they. Mm, these people are not deranged at all. This is totally normal human behavior we're witnessing here. Uh, the Democrats added again. They're upset with Joe Biden now. And so uh, this is not a cult, by the way. This is not a cult. They are now taking dozens of wheelbarrows of cow manure and dumping it in front of the White House to protest Biden's uh, BS climate plan. Uh, guys, just just roll the B-roll here. I'll do some commentary. There's some cursing, I believe. Here, wait, play the video. All right, we uh, clip 19. There they are. Oh, well, well, that's why we can't play the audio. Okay. So uh, they're just cursing. They're walking around D.C. chanting uh, bull, bull it, bull, she, I, it. And uh, there they are dumping cow manure in the middle of the road. Oh, but their wheelbarrows are pink and say love because they're protesting Biden's BS climate change plan. Uh, These people are not the brightest. Uh, They're not the sharpest tool in the shed, as they say. They're not the brightest uh, bulb in the batch. Oh, they even have their kids doing it, too. Look at these deranged loonies. Oh, here, give me the audio. Not a cult. Not a cult. This is not a cult. Here, guys, roll roll that clip where they're banging. They love banging things. Everything's a drum to these people. Here, go with it. What? (laughs) Did I just hear a woo? <laughs> this is not a cult though guys we are not a cult we promise uh we just all do the exact same things and it all happens to be very abnormal behavior not a cult though so they're upset they are upset about biden's uh, lack of climate change plan. I, I don't know. They don't even know what they want. They just like to bang things and pretend everything's a drum. That's what these people are into. That's the Democrats. Let's continue to check out uh, the Democrat voters in clip eight. Uh, these are the anti-racists. Uh, here's what the anti-racists say in New York. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. We don't want your money. We don't want your Uh, It's funny, though, pause it, because this guy appears to be white, but I don't know, maybe he's black. So they're saying white people aren't welcome. We don't want your money. Really, do any of you own that restaurant? My guess is the restaurant owner, I I don't know what skin color they are. My guess is that the restaurant owner will take money from white people or black people or anything because they own a business. Just my thought. But then this guy, who's probably never owned any business, says, we don't want your money. Well, nobody's paying you any money. You don't have a job. Except maybe you take taxpayer dollars. But again, that's the Democrat voter in New York saying uh, white people aren't welcome here. Uh, Let's continue to check in on the Democrats in clip 
nine. This is in Minneapolis. Let's see what they have to say now. We need to go way beyond voting at this point. That's right. We need to be coming out here every single day if that's what it takes until we get justice for the people that they murdered a week ago they've already forgotten about. The only reason, once again, that we got this conviction is because we showed up. Because you burned cities to the ground? And yeah. if we don't keep showing Those up, are terrorists. if we don't change laws and we don't attack yeah. the system from every single f***ing angle we can, we will be yeah. here again. Down with the system, the whole system that props them up, <laughs> the whole system that they want to give them free money. Good luck with that. Again, that's the Democrats. And then you can just see the B-roll of clip 12. Uh, Democrats stormed the Oklahoma Capitol building today because they were upset that Republicans were passing bills uh, to protect people that are trying to flee riots in their vehicles and protect police from being doxxed by these terrorist Democrats. Uh, so they're falling apart. They're becoming completely unhinged. They are a danger to themselves and everyone else around them. Maybe we should remove police from these areas uh, to protect the police uh, because they're targets now, thanks to the Democrats. All right, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, Ivan Raiklin is going to be joining me in about uh, 10 minutes. Remember, everything we do here is possible with your support at InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a big proponent of the supplements at InfoWarsStore.com, including vitamin, mineral, fusion, which is exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. It's the Wild West. It's Wild Wild West Pimp Game. Don't you know constitutional carry is Wild Wild West Pimp style? Get your pimp game strong, man. It's constitutional carry now. We're all pimps. The federal government commissioned secret radiation experiments on thousands of non-consenting patients. Hundreds of hospitals in the U.S. injected healthy men, women, and children with uranium and plutonium at dosage levels ranging from non-therapeutic to lethal, killing many of the test subjects. Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement, is one of the most important films ever made. Fourteen years ago, we tracked and documented the Bilderberg Group's activities and their plan for a great reset using the threat of a fake virus. The film now is more important than ever. When it shot to number one on Amazon last year, they banned it. We have it back in print, available now at InfoWarsStore.com, selling them as low as $3.95 a piece when you buy them in bulk. And there's a zero country code, so anywhere on the planet you can make copies. In fact, I want you to make copies. You are the Paul Revere's 1776 World Wide, 1776 worldwide in game blueprint for global enslavement available now at infowarsstore.com future is now this is the war room with owen schroyer watch the live stream at band.video we have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. Moving forward, police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to first provide their purpose for not being at home and provide their home address. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle, to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence. Stay home, keep your distance, or now, pay the price. Police with axes and assault rifles raided this venue in Sao Paulo and found about 600 partygoers, most without masks. It was a case of asking people to go home, and if they didn't, 
arresting them. Nine police checkpoints have now been set up around the perimeter of Auckland as its 1.6 million residents return to Level 3 lockdown. This is the video that raised questions about how New York City is enforcing social distancing. The man was handcuffed in the stands for not wearing a mask. Disturbing video showing a violent clash between apparent social distancing violators and police in Brooklyn. And this cell phone video capturing the moment an officer waves a taser and repeatedly strikes a bystander during a social distancing bust. Get your hands off of me! You are kidnapping me! I have done nothing illegal! Canadians are being hit with penalties now as governments move to reinforce the shutdowns right across the country. And the city is also taking their mask mandate seriously. A fire rescue commissioner from the Tampa area was arrested on Duval Street Wednesday night when he and others were spotted without masks. It's more than just a suggestion. It is a CDC recommendation that has all become sort of like lock law that you can't really uh, trifle with. Ladies and gentlemen, this uh, gathering is unfortunately lawful, unlawful under the coronavirus regulations we have currently. The officer explains that she's being arrested. When she continues to resist, he uses his taser. Put your hands right here. No. I'm not be detained. Yes, you are. I will tase you right now. What disturbance did I cause? What day? March 12th at Longos. How did I cause a disturbance? I, I, I claimed the mask exemption and I did my shopping and I left. So you cannot arrest me. I'm not getting out of the car. They've locked off the entire f***ing street with cop cars, SUVs, cop cars, blocked streets, both ends. So it's amazing all this uh, police overreach and brutality because of a fake pandemic and a nonsensical mask mandate. But the media and the left have no problems with with any of those instances because, see, that's when the police are being used as their force. So when the when the police are being used for the force of the left and the Democrats, they love the police. But when the police are actually trying to do their job and maybe make a mistake, uh, they're the worst person ever and they, uh, they should all die. Again, that's the left, the Democrats saying that. Um, this was a funny thing just posted by a popular individual on Twitter, Malcolm Flex. He says he's got his son, his first book, My First Knife Fight. And you can see the two young black gentlemen there sparring with a knife, getting ready. Hopefully one of them stabs the other to death. This is fun. Uh, this is normal for children, says BLM. My First Knife Fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wouldn't be. It, look. It's hilarious how insane these people are, but it's not funny because they actually are, you know, a- actively destroying everything that is good and wholesome and, and all of our freedoms and destroying the United States of America and, and hope for the world that they can be free and have upward mobility and prosperity. Uh, the Democrats are destroying that, but, but they are going completely insane. And so it is kind of funny to watch. Remember, folks, we're always at the tip of the spear. We knew all of this was coming with the with the fake pandemic shutdown to crash the economy and and use police enforcement uh, to turn them into a political body. So we need to be on air so we can continue to bring you this news. Shop at InfoWarsStore.com. Big specials at InfoWarsStore.com. The 1776 t-shirt deal is live right now. We've got Alpha Power back in stock as well. 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com.
We are now into the second hour of the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Ivan Raiklin is with me, and we're going to be discussing some of the audits to the 2020 presidential election that are ongoing and what this could mean for future elections. By the way, President Trump addressed an audience at Mar-a-Lago this week, and he said he promised that what happened in 2020 to our elections would never happen again. Bold words from the former president. Uh, I'm a bit skeptical, to be honest. Uh, But a headline today in the Washington Examiner, and there's videos of this as well. Trucks haul ballot machines to Arizona Convention Center for Maricopa County election audit. The Republicans in Arizona are very proud that they're doing this. We'll see what turns up. Of course, we already know that there was enough of a margin of a difference with the known uh, either errors to the system or illegal votes that were cast. The margin was larger than the margin of victory for Biden in seven states. So an audit in any of these states could have overturned the states. But, uh, of course, we couldn't let that happen. We couldn't let Trump win. Uh, in the landslide election that he won. So Ivan Raikland joins me now. Uh, What are you monitoring here? What is the biggest story with these vote audits from the 2020 election? Uh, What do you think is going to happen in Maricopa County? Hey, yeah, Owen, I just wanted to contextualize the results of what what we could potentially see over the next few months. You hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so as we saw earlier this week on Monday in New Hampshire, there was a... uh, a local meeting in Wyndham, uh, uh, I think it's a township in New Hampshire, to discuss whether or not they're going to conduct an audit. Now, I'm going to give you an overview of there's really seven, eight jurisdictions that could potentially go through an audit, and then that would that would eventually, after a successful audit, uh, change the outcome of what the state legislature should have submitted in terms of an electoral uh, vote to the U.S. Congress. So New Hampshire is one. The reason why that's important is that you have four electoral votes. The Republican governor was elected, re-elected. The state legislature went from blue to red, both in the state house and the state senate. However, President Trump lost. So that's an anomaly. They're going to take a look at that. Although it only applies to Wyndham, there may be similar machines at play that could eventually force an audit for the whole state. Now let's move on to Maricopa, right? Uh, Today they just uh, initiated uh, the initial phases of an audit that looks like it's going to take maybe weeks Maybe a couple of months is what I'm hearing. Now, the importance of Arizona is actually several fold. And uh, we're looking at uh, 2.1 million ballots are going to be looked at. They're going to look at it from an analog standpoint whether and hand recount it. And then they're also going to look at the digital component uh, for a digital forensic analysis of the machines and the software to determine if there was any shenanigans. Now, what does that mean? That could apply to the presidential election. And if they look at the U.S. Senate race there, that could potentially also impact the outcome of the U.S. Senate race last year, uh, resulting in a potentially a Martha McSally victory. And that changes the dynamic of the U.S. Senate from a 50-50 split with a tiebreak to uh, going to the Democrats to a 51-49. And maybe that is one of the reasons why they're trying to quickly bring in uh, the District of Columbia uh, into the fold as a state so that it becomes a 52 to 50 in favor of a Democratic Party, U.S. Senate. Now, that's not all, that's not the only place that our audits are potentially coming uh, on the horizon over the next several weeks. Uh, last month, a judge in Fulton County, Georgia, uh, it mentioned that a private group was potentially going to be allowed to do an audit themselves. Now, if we learn a lot from Arizona and New Hampshire, that will feed and 
uh, allow other states to do even a more substantive and efficient audit as we move forward. And what that could do in Fulton County, that could also potentially flip two Senate seats and the electors from that state of Georgia. And then let's keep moving on to Antrim, then having a, a domino effect into the greater Michigan area, you know, Wisconsin. Let's see here. What else? Uh, you know, Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire. Uh, and then I would say the seventh jurisdiction that no one's talking about that really needs to be looked at is, and I, I talked about this back in no, late November, early December. We need to take a look at also Nebraska. Nebraska's second congressional district was won by Congressman Bacon, I believe, uh, by an overwhelming margin compared to Trump. So he outperformed tr Trump significantly in that district, and the whole state went to, to Trump. So that requires a little bit of scrutiny. And I think that as we scrutinize it more, you're going to get pushback from different folks. And you, these are questions that need to be asked. Why are we getting pushback from folks in Georgia? You know? What is the reason behind it? Is Mike Pence somehow uh, coordinating with Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger to make sure that those audits don't occur so that the outcome stays the way it is? Is Ben Sass in Nebraska going to be involved in making sure that those audits in Nebraska don't happen in favor of Trump? I mean, these are the things that I'm thinking through. And if anybody has any direct evidence to support that hypothesis, I would love to hear it. You can hit me up on Telegram. Let's keep moving to Wisconsin. Why didn't the Republican legislature in Wisconsin want to have an audit already? Is it because, again, Mike Pence is communicating with Paul Ryan and Ryan's previous to make sure that th that doesn't happen, to make sure that Trump does not get back into office so that they have an opportunity to regain power in the White House uh, for 2024? I don't know. These are questions that need to be asked. And so on and so forth. I mean, what's the relationship with Mike Pence and Doug Ducey? Was there a conversation over the course of November 3rd to January 6th to uh, avoid any uh, scrutiny, audits, and uh, I guess a in, in more invasive look into the election system at that point? Those are questions that I think need to be asked and answered by specifically Mike Pence, by specifically all the names that I just mentioned. I'll pause there. Well, what would you say to somebody like me, quite frankly, who, because of watching our election get stolen in 2020, I have no faith in the system at all anymore. What would you say to somebody like me who says, yeah, they may audit this vote, but I don't have any faith that it's going to change anything or that you're going to discover anything. So I would say that the, the victory, if you're a patriot, there's a minimal victory that we can achieve and then a maximum victory that we can achieve. And I say that patriots of all U.S. citizens that want rule of law in the election process. I think the minimum that we should strive for is a full audit. And then however it shakes out, it shakes out. I, I think for me personally, if I see that the audit is done and, uh, and you know, it results in trans a transparent process, I will accept the results, whatever they may be. Uh, it could be that, you know, Biden ends up winning. But based on the evidence that I've seen, I, it, it's probably not going to be the case. And then that's uh, at, at a minimum, we'll gain confidence in the election process because we'll have uncovered some of the shenanigans to then fix them for 2022. And that's for Arizona and any other jurisdiction that conducts a full forensic and analog audit. So let's that's talk about minimum. that Arizona then. So you've got the 2.1 yep. million votes being audited in Maricopa County. 
What are they looking for exactly? And if they should find it, what happens then? All right. So the way I understand it is that they're looking at doing a hand recount. They're going to check the, uh, for the absentee ballots. They're going to do signature match at some level. Uh, and then also on the digital side, they're going to take a look at the machines to see if there's any sort of, uh, you know, the weighted vote that's been alleged by Mike Lindell through his movies, his documentary movies, and some other folks uh, that are out there. I think Jovan Pulitzer has identified some information there. But all in the collective, they're going to, I think, apply those. They're going to look at anomalies. They're going to look at the digital piece and then the analog piece. But let me just kind of before we wrap up here in this segment the other part i want to talk about is that's the minimal thing is to gain confidence in our election system so that we will be confident in voting again and on the other spectrum the maximal win is a 54 to 46 senate at a minimum for a republican party a flip of the house if we identify five house seats that were supposed to be republican and not democrat and then lastly uh, discrediting a minimum, if we discredit a minimum of 37 electoral votes showing that they should have gone to President Trump, that means that it would force a contingent election under the 12th Amendment. And we can discuss that in the next, after the break, if you want me to. Yeah, let's do that because the Democrats are obviously rushing forward with, uh, forward with the 51st state and everything because maybe they are afraid that they're about to lose the Senate. I'm a very humble person, but I'm also a bold person. And so as bad as things are with the globalists attacking humanity, with all the terrible things that are unfolding, I want you to know that a lot of positive things are happening as well. I'm a public figure, so I get to see things the general public doesn't get to see. And let me tell you, whether it's police chiefs or members of Congress or even folks in Hollywood or, or, or mainstream media or industry, people are really, really awake in the establishment. They don't want to go along with the globalists. But they're scared. They're looking for leadership. Well, that's where InfoWars comes in. You fund us. You support InfoWarsStore.com. You get great products at the same time. We will then go out and do what the globalists say is unpopular, what the globalists will target you for, to show people that it's safe to tell the truth and to take the heat. That's our job. So please keep us on air so we can hit the barbed wire, so we can be the shock troops in the information war. Fund us at InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most popular memes on the internet in the last decade has been Alex Jones was right, but it now routinely trends number one on platforms like Twitter and Facebook, making the globalists pull their hair out in anger. But let me tell you, we are tomorrow's news today, and thanks to your support, we're still on air at InfoWars.com and Band.Video and radio stations and TV stations across the country. And our film Endgame, censored and taken offline by Amazon when it hit number one a few years ago, is now available again. We have reprinted it on high quality DVD in HD. It has a zero country code, meaning anyone in the world is authorized to make copies of it, and I'm asking you to. Get the original, make copies, give it to everyone you know, air it on local access TV, give it to your pastors, your police chiefs, your state reps, your prime ministers, whatever you do, warn the world. This film uses their own documents and own statements 14 years ago to expose them. It's more important than ever. Available at InfoWarsStore.com. That's InfoWarsStore.com. In-game blueprint for global enslavement. Infowars.com forward slash show.
Ivan Raiklin on the InfoWars War Room with us, talking about the audit in Arizona and what it could potentially mean for other places where I think we all believe uh, our election was stolen. Uh, Ivan, before you get back to you know where where this could kind of go down the mountain here, where the snowball could fall. Joe Biden did not get 84 million votes or whatever they're claiming, okay? How do we, how can we use these audits to prove this? I mean, to me, this is like the easiest thing. There's no way in hell Joe Biden got 80 plus million votes. I mean, I understand doing specific audits, but I'm just concerned that there's nothing that's really going to come of this because it's local stuff. The media won't cover it. I mean, I, I don't know. You're shaking your head, but I mean, to me, it's like, Biden didn't get 81 million votes or whatever they're saying. That should be easy to prove. Yeah, so I think your your sentiment is probably everybody's sentiment that's pretty much given up. The way I see it is that I think there's now overwhelming support at the grassroots level led by Kelly Ward and the Arizona uh, Patriots to push for an audit because they feel like something happened. I mean, there are thousands of affidavits of people that said that there were some shenanigans going on. So here's, I think this is how the domino effect occurs. We only, so right now, under the current status, Joe Biden received 306 electoral votes. Now, 270 was what was necessary to win the presidency. That means if you, if we're to show through audits 37 of those electoral votes, it's basically a combination of three states that, that show that those 30, that 37 electoral votes were sent to the U.S. Congress on January 6th and received and approved to be fraudulent, unconstitutional, or incorrectly sent. It puts us in uncharted territory in the sense that 11 of those electoral votes from Arizona, 16 from Georgia, say 20 from Pennsylvania or 10 from Wisconsin or 16 from Michigan, in the combination, if 37 or more are discredited, that means that Joe Biden doesn't have the 270. And if you don't have 270, you don't have the majority of the 538 electoral votes throughout the country to be the president. What does that mean? Under the 12th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, it states that if you don't have a majority then the majority state's delegation is the one that decides who the president is. So if we get to that point, there will be a content, it's called a contingent election. And I think we discussed this back in December, January timeframe. We kind of go back to that with overwhelming proof and evidence. If that audit shows that it would then trigger the U S Congress. And I would say Mo Brooks should be the one spearheading this since he was the first first uh, congressman to understand the 12th amendment framework and articulate it what that would do is one state would have one vote of the 50 states and guess what dc would not have a vote under its current status the democrats are creating backstops knowing that they're about to be exposed to be able to defend from what is about to occur so let's just say for example all of this occurs what i'm discussing In order to defend from that, here's what the Democrat strategy, I think, is. One, go into full lawfare, delay, disrupt the audits through legal means in the courts. We've seen that over the last few months. Two, probably deploy BLM and Antifa to physically disrupt these audits from occurring. That's why we need to protect the integrity of them. Three, go ahead and uh, create a new state 
so that you have another state that could potentially vote if we do have a contingent election, right? Because under the 12th Amendment, only states vote in that process. And we could be in a position where there's a, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, the other component is they're trying to pack the court with a packed U.S. Senate from the D.C. Uh, you know, statehood so that they can confirm four more judges so that by the time they bring this case up to the Supreme Court saying that, oh, yeah, even though there was fraud, even though those, those electors were submitted illegally, unconstitutionally, Mike Pence participated in, in that process illegally, uh, it's too late. You didn't bring it in time. And they'll have a ruling with 13 Supreme Court justices, it'd be seven to four and maybe even worse because these justices don't have a spine. I mean, that, that's the Democrat playbook right now. They're going to go into lawfare all the way up to including the Supreme Court by just totally gutting the Constitution and adding to that, creating a new state. It's all a political power grab. It's not necessarily for what they're trying to convince people that it is. Oh, it's for so that more people can vote. And oh, by the way, they're going to discredit the audits and they're going to claim that it's racist to remove votes that were c conducted by dead voters and AI chatbots. I don't know. That's what well, I'm and saying. if you look too, uh, to just get back to the Senate angle, they did the exact same thing with the runoffs or the special elections for the two Senate seats in Georgia, where the Republicans were ahead all night and then just. Right before the buzzer, Democrats magically get the perfect number of votes to win. I mean, there's clearly something going on there, probably a technological thing. Here's my concern, though, Ivan. I don't see, at least as of now and, and uh, past behavior proves, the Republicans don't have near the fight or the will in them to do something about this that the Democrats do. The Democrats clearly have the fight and the will to do whatever their agenda is, whether it's steal elections, get a 51st state, whatever it is, they're they're all on board, they're gung-ho, they're getting it done. Republicans seem to just want to wipe their hands of the issue. They seem to think January 6th, they're glad that that happened because now, oh, now I don't have to fight for fair, fair in elections. Now I don't have to fight to save America from the Democrat power grab. That's just kind of what it I, seems like to me. I agree with you 100%, but however, there's hope. So when I mentioned this earlier in, this, in the segment, in the previous segment, is that you not only have the Democrats that are fighting to make sure that the audits don't occur, but it almost seems as though the rhinos in the entire party are also making sure that that happens to create, to pave the way to delete the, the America First Patriot movement so that they have the ability to promote their own potential 2024 presidential run. And I named them, right? Mike Pence, Paul Ryan, I'm sure probably Ryan's Priebus is in the mix, Ben Sass, these folks, right? Now, there is hope because I was at a conference last week in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I will tell you this. I mean, you know, I've been to several Trump rallies and the level of enthusiasm is just massive at those events. What I'll tell I you what, let me just pause you right there. Let me pause you right there. Yes. Ivan, let me let me just pause you right there because I want to do this coming back on the next segment because I had a bunch of people tell me about the energy at that conference. Mike Flynn's speech. Oh, my. Uh, Lynn oh Wood's my God, speech. So energy. so just just, just let, let's put this on pause and let's actually have you talk about this in the next segment because nobody really talked about this conference. I, I didn't really see or hear much about it just other than just people, you know, buzzing. Hey, did you see this? Sending me links and stuff. So so let's talk about that conference in the next segment when you come back. Uh, remember, folks, everything we do here is possible with your support at InfoWarsStore.com. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful to even be on air. I've been completely deplatformed, but I'm right here live with you at band.video and all the other unique URLs we have. Thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. So we got to let you know, back in stock and on sale, 
Alpha Power, 40% off. Prostagard, 40% off. Pure Turmeric Extract, 40% off. And Winter Sun Vitamin D, 40% off. Folks, that is the best vitamin D supplement that you're going to get on the market, okay? And they, they don't want you to know the power of vitamins and minerals and supplements. That's why they try to ban us from being on air. But you want to know why Michigan probably has the worst COVID case rates versus California? It's because California has a lot of sun. Michigan, not so much sun. That's the vitamin D, all right? Now, if I say anything more, they'll probably, you know, tell us we can't sell vitamin D anymore. But get Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be right back. Granny Do-Right. Granny Do-Right. Thanks for holding her on the air. Go ahead. Challenge. First of all, let me say uh, I love your products. I am a granny. And um, for all the senior citizens out there that may have spent a lifetime in the sun like me, I was loaded up with sunspots or age spots, as they're lovingly called. But since taking your X2 for the last couple of years, my skin is just really gorgeous, actually. People think I'm 55 years old. <laughs> And I was already taking your other supplements, but I thought, you know, well, maybe that's what I need to do because I just thought it was a hopeless situation. But when I started taking it, I mean, it doesn't happen immediately, but, you know, over a period of time, I started noticing, okay, you know, this is the ticket. This is working. This is wonderful. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't have to put on Dermablend anymore, you know. So anyway, it worked wonderfully and it really has totally cleared up my skin. Infowars.com forward slash show. You're listening to the sworn enemy of fake news. It's the War Room. We've got Ivan Raiklin with us here for another segment. I had a bunch of people telling me about this conference. Uh, Mike Flynn spoke at it. Lynn Wood, some others spoke at it. And they said there's just incredible energy. And, you know, I'll just say this. When Ivan is on, he's like the ultimate optimist. And so I just kind of play a bit of the pessimist role here. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I believe everything I'm saying. It's just, uh, it's just kind of that, that, that give and take between the two of us. Uh, you know, and, and Ivan, I will say this in a positive light too. I'm like um, just a, a media consumer extraordinaire it's probably kind of a sick how much media i consume and i'm listening to talk radio and more than ever more than ever are people calling in saying the left is out of control the democrats are dangerous i never thought it would get this bad so so the average american is starting to understand how bad it is they just don't really see behind the curtain they just see kind of the democrats at surface level and their insanity and and everything they're trying to do that's going to destroy this country um, and so, but I think that energy was also portrayed at this event that you were talking about that had such great speakers. So I had multiple people tell me about this. You were telling me about this off air. Uh, so talk about this event last weekend in Tulsa and the energy and everything that happened there. Is that us or him guys? Go ahead. How about now? Is it working? Yep. There you go. Yeah, so the event was not really publicized. You said you consume a lot of information. I don't, I, most people that I know were, were not aware of it. It was publicized on Telegram. So with that said, I recommend Patriots to jump on Telegram and follow a few accounts. I think Patrick Byrne pushed it out, uh, Lynn Wood, uh, Sidney Powell, and Mike Lindell through their platforms. And what was originally going to be a, from what I heard from Clay Clark, who 
who organized the event. It was going to be originally, I think, a 400-person event. And then because so many people requested tickets for it after they saw who was speaking there, it ended up turning into he, – he tried to identify – a location that would accommodate a lot more people. And the biggest venue that he was able to find was a mega church in uh, Tulsa. And after 50,000 people requested tickets, they were only able to accommodate, I think over 4,200 people at the church. And so it was the Rima Bible church, R H E M A. And so the, the level of enthusiasm, I mean, it was just ridiculous. I, I I've been to Trump, like I said, before the break, I've been to Trump rallies and the enthusiasm level is high. This was, let's just put it this way to just to contextualize it. Oklahoma has 77 counties. 77 of those counties voted for Trump in 2020. Okay. And so you had 4,200 people that attended. And I, I honestly, I, I, I saw one person with a mask on. And after a few minutes, that, that person would either left the venue or took their mask off because I never saw a mask again after the first few minutes when the conference opened. And guess what? It's been a week and I feel perfect. I have no cold, no symptoms of any uh, which way or form. I mean, we were hugging, we're shaking hands, we're doing everything. I'd say we're more focused on socialism distancing than anything else. And that's the level, I mean, it was just through the roof. If you watch some of the videos, I think at one point General Flynn when he said, you know, there's a lot of politicians out there that are parading across the podiums throughout America, touting what they're going to do in 2024 and running for office. He's like, I, I could care less. If we don't fix the election in uh, from 2020, there will be no 2022. There will be no 2024. And that's why I personally am focused on my time to make sure that we clear up 2020 by educating folks. Uh, you know, it's not a wasted cause. Again, at a minimum, we gain trust in the system. At a maximum, we get a trifecta in all three branches of government. Or not, basically, we maintain and then keep three in the three branches of government in order to be able to maintain some sort of stability and progress. I mean, today, uh, 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 I don't even know what to call them. Uh, ge- gentleman said that he was going to raise taxes 40 plus percent. The stock market went down. So as part of that speech, going back to the speech, when uh, uh, General Flynn said, you know, why are these guys trying to act like they're going to run for office when we already have a president is what he said. And the crowd went completely blitz, probably for a, a one or two minute standing ovation, which they started yelling Trump and it transitioned, transitioned into USA. And that's the kind of energy that was throughout the entire uh, the two day conference. Well, there's no doubt that scares uh the anti-American globalists and the Democrats that they they claim that they have the grassroots. They claim that, you know, that that's all theirs. It's not anymore. They have to steal it. They have to fake it to make it. And, you know, the 2020 election was the perfect example. But I mean, I see the enthusiasm. And so I'm wondering, how do we get how do we get our foothold? How do we gain any leverage you know, the left owns the media. The Democrat Party is is just hell-bent on all their corruption. It seems that nothing is stopping them at this point. Where do the American people get their leverage back? Now, so I just totally disagree with you. I think that that event was kind of a revival event to kick things off. It's springtime. Everyone is over and understood that what happened on January 6th was a overwhelmingly peaceful rally, both inside and outside of the Capitol. 
the only person that was uh, that was killed uh, was one individual, Ashley Babbitt, at the hands of Nancy Pelosi, because she's the one ultimately responsible on the rules of engagement for the sergeant of the arms. And the sergeant of the arms then tells his Capitol Police what he what they can and can't do. So I, I rest the responsibility of, of that. Um, basically murder of Ashley Babbitt on the hands of Yeah, that's why they don't want that officer's name out because as soon as we get the name and the rank, it'll be be a Democrat to blame. Correct. And that's why they didn't want to have witnesses at the Senate trial because top of the list that I was recommending as well was uh, you have to bring in Nancy Pelosi in order to determine whether or not she was the one that denied, along with the mayor of D.C., Uh, the additional National Guard presence to make sure that the Capitol was protected in the event that, I mean, anytime you have a massive event, I don't care who's there, uh, you want to have additional layers of security with increased numbers, even if they are all mostly patriotic and and peaceful. And she refused that. So again, approximate cause was her for. Well, and we were there in November. Denying the. uh, There was more security. security. There was more security all around D.C. in November than there was in January, and they knew the January event was going to be bigger. Right, exactly. So I kind of went on a tangent there. I wanted to mention one thing before we kind of wrap up, Owen. So that was the initial phase of kind of getting everybody back engaged into the political process to try to get our country back. The audits are the most important thing, in my opinion, right now. Uh, So what I'm going to be doing this weekend, I'm actually going to be heading down to uh, Mar-a-Lago and speaking with uh, Mo Brooks, uh, who I'm going to hopefully have a nice conversation with to get him and, and the Freedom Caucus ready for a potential uh, contingent election under the 12th Amendment should these audits result in a 37 electoral vote flip. So if everybody that's listening can help out, if you're in Arizona, uh, please go and rally and protect and defend and participate if there's still volunteer opportunities to volunteer for the for the audit there. Uh, keep an eye on all the different audits. A couple accounts that I would recommend that you follow to keep an eye on what's going on is is Patrick Burns' account on Telegram, Sidney Powell's account on Telegram. Uh, uh, those are probably the two, and then Mike Lindell. And then to answer the question, you kind of said, what do we do now that they own the media? Well, they don't. Now that Mike Lindell is launching his, uh, his, his new platform, Frank Speech, we still have the ability to communicate on Telegram. There's Clout Hub. There's, there's all these alternate uh, platforms. And I recommend getting completely off. I'm completely off of the previous legacy uh, anti-free speech platforms. I'm only on Telegram, Gab, Clout Hub, and now uh, Frank Speech. And uh, let me take a look at what else is out there. I think I hit them all. Parlor is still kind of alive. So, yeah, there you go. So that's right. how we start. Don't spend any energy, time, resources, or anything on companies that do not uh, represent our values. So we can bankrupt them. We have the resources to do it. You just got to flip the switch, and that's you got to do that as an individual. The fight for America is on, no doubt. Uh, Ivan Ranklin, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Owen. Anytime. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that Biden's stolen White House is up to. The globalists are purposely collapsing our world. They are creating insecurity, crime, war, and famine. All of us should do everything we can to get prepared and get ready for ourselves and our family's sakes, but also our community. And CitizenStronghold.com is the best place to go to get high-quality body armor at 
the lowest price you're going to find. Again, this is high-quality body armor at the lowest price you're going to find. We've worked with them for years, but they can never supply enough to our audience. They have massively expanded their factories. It's made right here in America, and they're ready to ship it to you right now. CitizenStronghold.com. When you go there, put in promo code ALEX and get 10% off on your purchases. They have it for children. They have it for women. They have it for men. They have backpacks that then unfold and are full top body armor. They've got it all right now, ready to ship to you, 10% off. And the globalists are coming to try to stop the sale of it soon. That's why you need to get it now at CitizenStronghold.com. Promo code ALEX and get 10% off. The answer to 1984 is 1776. InfoWars has been banned. Arrested. Attacked and threatened. Because we are effective. Great Awakening is here. Go to band.video, download the videos, and share. Support the information war at InfoWarStore.com. And never give up the fight. InfoWars.com Infowars.com forward slash show. Back here on the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Said we'd give you an update on what the Biden administration is up to. And they are going to increase your taxes. That's nice of them. Everything is increasing. I don't know why they have to increase taxes when they just print money out of thin air. Trillions of dollars, by the way. But, uh, yes, they're going to increase your taxes. Biden, uh, Biden eyeing capital gains tax as high as 43.4%. For the wealthy, though. For the wealthy, he says. For the wealthy, no, it's, uh, it'll, it'll raise all your taxes. Biden to propose hike in capital gain taxes to pay for more child care. That's his excuse, more child care. But, of course, uh, is he talking about all the tens of thousands of children coming across the border illegally? The thousands of pregnant women coming across the border illegally, raising your taxes to pay for illegal immigration. Here's what's happened over the last year since the fake pandemic government uh, tyranny shutdown and then the Biden election. Commodity prices over the last year, lumber has gone up 265 percent. WTI crude has gone up 210%. Gasoline has gone up 182%. Brent crude has gone up 163%. You've seen those prices at the gas pumps. Heating oil up 107%. You may be seeing that in your energy bills. Corn up 84%. Copper up 83%. Soybeans up 72%. Silver up 65%. Sugar up 59%. 
Cotton up 54%, platinum up 52%, natural gas up 43%, palladium up 32%, wheat up 19%, coffee up 13%, gold up 3%. And the stock market today, down, down, down. Because Biden is going to increase taxes. Remember, the Biden administration proposed a $2 trillion infrastructure plan. The Republicans have released a counteroffer that only cost $568 billion, so a quarter of the price of Biden's infrastructure package, because that's pork barrel spending. That's all that was. So the new plan from the Republicans actually focuses on infrastructure. Whereas the Biden plan would once again pay off all the Democrat subsidiaries and all of their friends and all of their little museums and stuff like that Nancy Pelosi runs, the JFK Museum. Uh, That's what they do every time with these bills. The uh, crooks in D.C. mostly operating under the uh, Democrat name these days, especially with the infrastructure bills. So. But don't worry, Biden will probably come back and raise the stakes. It'll be a $3 trillion infrastructure bill, but you'll never see your roads get any better because it's Democrats that run your cities and steal that money anyway. House approves bill that would admit Washington, D.C. as 51st state. So, yeah, they're rushing along that agenda. Uh, Anything they can to seize power. That's the totalitarian, authoritarian Democrats. And they stole enough seats in the Senate to maybe able to pull this one off. We'll have to watch. Foxconn's giant factory in Wisconsin sounded too good to be true. Turns out it was. And this is a CNN piece. They're celebrating. They're celebrating that Foxconn will no longer be building that massive facility in Wisconsin that could have employed tens of thousands of people. They're happy because why? Because They can blame Trump and that makes Trump look bad. See, Trump couldn't get it done. See, Trump didn't do it. Ha, ha, ha. And now a big giant factory that would employ tens of thousands of Americans won't open. Ha, ha, ha. See, Trump was wrong. (laughs) He, he, you sick freaks. But they're hoping, they're hoping they can have a smaller deal with Foxconn. And they're saying they may be able to get a $672 million deal done that could bring in about 1,500 jobs, but not near the 3 billion, 13,000 jobs that they were working on. And I'm curious, I have a strange feeling, I'd have to go back and look, but I don't believe the uh, governor, Scott Walker, lost his election to the Democrat that is botching this deal up. Evers, Tony Evers, beat Scott Walker. I thought that was popular. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, so a Democrat got in and the deal fell completely apart. And now the media is laughing because they can say, see, Trump was wrong. Biden climate envoy John Kerry said in a speech, we need to get carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Do you know what that means? Translate that. Everything must die. John Kerry, the climate envoy of Biden, says everything must die. 
uh, because, of course, you wouldn't have photosynthesis, and then you wouldn't have oxygen, and then you wouldn't have life. You are talking about the carbon life cycle here, and the Biden climate envoy wants to stop it, wants to stop the life cycle. Uh, Really incredible stuff. And then listen to this odd exchange between Biden and John Kerry. Uh, Listen to this odd exchange between the two in clip 17. Uh, Mr. President, we very much appreciate being here, part of it. Thank you, John. And we wouldn't be here, quite frankly, sponsoring this without you. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Mr. President. Well, you you called the summit. (laughs) Uh, Hmm? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. But wait a second. You called this summit. (laughs) Biden doesn't even know what's going on. Well, John, you just thank you, John. Thank you, thank you. You did such a great job. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Well, thank you, thank you. But uh, it was your idea. You actually called this summit, sir. What a joke. Uh, that was uh, after he said to end life on planet Earth, uh, translating, end the carbon, uh, get carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. That would end life on planet Earth. Greta Thunberg is back, and she's testifying on Capitol Hill. You know, here's what's odd about this. Uh, This tells me that uh, they're getting ready for another big climate change push. And there's some other news that uh, indicates that as well. How is it that this know-nothing girl from Sweden, I guess we shouldn't be mean to her, but but seriously, what, what does she know about anything? She's just some young girl from Sweden. She doesn't even go to school. And uh, she doesn't look healthy either, by the way. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. How is it that she gets multiple speaking engagements in front of Congress, but we can't even have Alex Jones testify? The most banned man in the internet? The man whose free speech has been denied as much as anyone else in America? He's not allowed to speak. He never gets called to Congress, but some... Some know-nothing little girl gets multiple appearances. It's very odd, isn't it? And, of course, she's taught how to cry and virtue signal and make you feel guilty for climate. And then John Kerry says we have to end life on Earth. We have to end the carbon life cycle. Really weird stuff. If we could actually understand what they were saying, we'd think these people were aliens conquering planet Earth. Marjorie Taylor Greene confronts AOC on House floor and demands a debate on the Green New Deal. And apparently AOC has agreed to this debate. Now, I am a little confused here. Uh, Since when do Democrats actually have debates? Remember, they even canceled the presidential debates to protect Joe Biden. Liberals and Democrats never want to debate. We all know why they can't. Their ideas, their policies fall apart when introduced to reality and a stern debate. So will we actually see AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene debate the Green New Deal, and how would that go? Uh, I would like to see more debates on issues like this. Uh, but but so just imagine if this happens. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And now the big lie is happening here in Texas again from our local media and our local Democrats. Despite natural gas, this is from the Texas Tribune, Despite natural gas failures during winter storm, Texas lawmakers target renewable energy in its aftermath. No, it was the renewable energy that's why our power got shut down. And it was the cap limit that you put on our natural gas energy that caused it to shut down. And leave it to the local media and the Democrats to lie about the whole thing. 
So their green energy plan, their renewable energy with wind and solar, kaput, put us into massive power outages. They put a cap on how much natural gas we could use. Massive power outages. Infrastructure still failing months later. And they say, oh, this is all your fault because you want to have natural gas, which is the number one thing with coal. So it's just unbelievable, the lies. And then they're going to use their big lies to shut down the power grid and make your energy so expensive you can't even afford to heat your home. That's the Green New Deal. I hope it doesn't get anywhere near us. As negative as times are right now and as depressing as things can be, you have to understand that this is all a test. This experience, this life on this planet is a reckoning. It's God giving us a chance to work things out in the third dimension so we can decide where we want to spend eternity and what level we want to go to. And it really does come down to that. So as sad as things are and as evil as things are, look at all the good in the world as well and realize that God is the author of our consciousness. God is the author of us having our own will. God is the author of us having free will. And that free will is a beautiful thing. And when you look at mainstream media and Hollywood and this whole evil culture in Washington, D.C. and Fauci and the, and the mass cult, it's all about dominating your free will. It's all about telling you you're dirty, you're ugly, you're bad. Because Satan hates you because you're made in the image of God, the creator.